to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Of salvation. The inward working of God's power is not always felt. Amen. Amen. Sometimes God is going to work through you and you won't feel anything. Sometimes you won't feel like him doing it. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, Lord, I quit. I give up. I give up. There's, I can't take anymore. Lord, I just, I just give up. And he said, good. Now I can use you. God's redemptive work of salvation in a man's life must be believed and walked out in his daily life. Some church traditions espouse the belief that crying, shouting, dancing, and speaking in unknown languages are all evidence of Jesus entering a person's heart. This is a what? False assumption. False assumption. False assumption. Romans 10 and 10. For with the heart man does what? Believe. Believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? salvation there you go right there so the crying dancing shouting speaking in tongues aren't necessarily evidence of jesus entering a person's heart you are not the judge of that so you're not going to see something on the outside that's going to make you make the decision or the final verdict on whether or not they're saved does that make sense it is dangerous to believe that unless a person speaks in an unknown language or cries out with a loud voice that they are not saved. That's very dangerous. We talked about that last week. Some people are just not emotional. Amen? So some people just don't react like that. And I would be a foolish pastor to come in a church and start judging people by their emotions. Just, just people don't, hey, he don't ever get happy. Oh, he's barely singing. The Lord must, something must be wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. He's struggling. Something, that's the way he acts. See the same dude riding up to the church listening to music in the car. You know, that's his reaction. So you can't judge his spirituality by his emotions. And we're not going to do that in here. Salvation is a spiritual act. Look at somebody say spiritual act. The proof of salvation is not about what we immediately see, but rather the faith of the individual recipient of God's grace. Although man looks at the outward appearance, God does what? What does he do? I read this scripture last week and I'm going to read it again. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I refused him. So no matter how good he's look, he looks, because the Bible said Saul was a goodly man. He, he looked good. All the women were raving over Saul. God didn't like him. So his outward appearance meant nothing to God. God's like, he's an idiot. Good looking, 
Food. But the Lord looketh on the what? Heart. In most churches, and that's why you can't covet and be envious and jealous of folks. That's the number one reason. Because that, that what they have might look good to you. But you don't know what God thinks of them. Yeah, you all trying to have what they have and be like them and God might not even like them. That's why I'm like gospel award shows. How you going to give that homosexual an award? God don't like him. Best song. God's like, best song, best sissy. He's flaming. Best song, best artist of the year. Let's ask God what he thinks. Sunday's best. Is that really Sunday's best? Bunch of punks? But in most churches, we are surrounded by believers that all speak the same language. So in most cases, speaking in unknown tongues in church is not warranted. There are countless biblical examples of believers that were filled with the Holy Ghost, yet never spoke in unknown languages. That's in the Bible. Filled with the, what do you mean filled with the Holy Ghost? I mean, when it's time and you need the power, all you got to do is what? It's for believers that ask for it. Amen. You're getting ready. You know, a temptation, a trial is coming. Father God, fill me with your power right now. But see, the, 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 the secret to it is, you're not going to get filled with nothing that you haven't been putting in yourself. And you ain't been reading the Bible and praying and talking to the Lord or nothing. Then you're going to all of a sudden try to go super saying. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't summon power from nowhere. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost leading God you in all truth, but it brings back to remembrance. That means there has to be a history there. Can I teach this word today? There has to be a history there. You can't draw from nothing. Amen. So yeah, you ask, feel me, Lord. When those apostles stood up and had to defend themselves, the Bible said each time when they stood up and Paul being filled with the Holy Ghost, meaning that moment God gave him something to tell those people. Gave him, and not just tell them, but tell it with a power and an unction. Where it would change things. Sometimes words have power like that. Oh yeah, because everyone in here is in here because a powerful word changed your life. Am I telling the truth? You remember that word, some of you. Some people in here to do witchcraft, we know that. As long as there's a door on the building, witch going to find his way in. But the majority of you are in here because a word was spoken and that word had power. Wasn't just somebody just talking. In most cases, speaking in unknown tongues in church is not warranted. There are countless biblical examples of believers that were filled with the Holy Ghost, yet never spoke in unknown languages. Luke 1, 67 and 68 says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the what? Did he speak in tongues? What did he do? He prophesied. Somebody said, well, that's what I do, but I do it in another language. Hush. He prophesied. What did he say? He didn't, he didn't say, ah, 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 check number. Somebody with a check number 300. No. The Bible is smart. It gave you exactly what it meant by prophesy. 
because it said he prophesied and this is how he prophesied. He said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he had visited and redeemed his people prophesied. That was pro- he just prophesied. Somebody wants it to be, oh no, that can't be all to that story. That's what he wrote. Why you gotta add stuff? Because you want the human element. You want to just bask in it and be able to do it so folks can see your anointment. It's not about you. It's about Israel. That's what he was talking about. The God of Israel. He's visited and redeemed his people. Filled him with the Holy Ghost so he could declare it. Then those powerful words set it in motion. Can I tell the truth in here? Supernatural acts. Are y'all still with me? Amen. We should never believe that a supernatural sign or wonder is necessary to accompany or prove salvation. Many churches have a tradition of establishing a climate in the sanctuary that supposedly prompts signs and wonders to manifest. That means we're going to sing for the next hour. So everybody stand because we have to set the atmosphere. Got to get the atmosphere. It has to be conducive, conducive, conducive to the, you, you got to set the atmosphere. You got to say, no musician, no, 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 don't play that. Don't play those chords. Those chords won't, won't lead to the anointing power. The power won't come in with those chords. No, no, those are triads. You don't do triads. Those triads conjure demons. It needs to be something soft. It needs to be, come on, everybody. Just, just, just come on, come on. We're going to create the atmosphere. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to fix it. So these signs and wonders can manifest. We're not controlling God. Let me, let me preach this the right way. We ain't controlling God. You're not controlling God. You can't fix a dirty, rusty, dusty building to a place where God looks at it and, and likes it. He don't dwell in buildings. Not made by hands. He's bigger than that. You think you, because it's a mega church and you got big pillars and a gigantic fish tank in the front that is conducive to God wanting to be in there? That's a building, man. God don't want to be in that building. He want to be in the people. So the way you came to church is going to tell us what the, the climate is going to be like. You came in here busybody with some foolishness. You brought demons with you. Oh, see, that's okay. Amen. Can I preach in here to this young congregation? Yeah. How are you going to make the climate of the sanctuary a certain way so that signs and wonders can manifest? Man, you are not controlling what God wants to do. First thing God going to say is, uh, is it a bunch of sinners in there? A bunch of unbelievers? Because that's what's going to denote whether or not signs and wonders are even necessary. A bunch of believers in there, and they need to just believe without seeing anything. Oh, I can't get it. That's okay. That's okay. We should never wait on the lights to flash. That's just somebody back there on the wall. <laughs> With the one church, man, they had so many smoke machines. It's like it's a dragon in the back. Smoke, just smoke. <laughs> oh, that's a glory cloud. Man, that's that machine. That's dry ice. Glory cloud. That's <laughs> some foolishness. Don't wait on the lights to flash. Or the music to speed up as evidence of God's presence in a church. Now the music is the key. I could get on the organ right now. Brother PJ could get on this organ and make you think the Lord is in the speaker. 
and certain chords you play, oh, hey, hey. Same chords the boys had in their song. All this love. It's just music. Look at somebody says, it's just music. Man. And folks, they will, no, no. Oh, no, 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 don't play that. Play the Holy Ghost music. I need some Holy Ghost music. Holy Ghost music? Would we be able to stand if it really was? (laughs) If the Holy Ghost got on the organ, could we handle it? (laughs) I mean, Brother PJ is a good musician. He's just a man. And some folk in here be falling out. You want the Holy Ghost to play? <laughs> People start catching on fire. Remember what happened in the day of Pentecost? They had clothing on the fire on their head and there wasn't no organ even there. Just imagine if the Holy Ghost had an organ there. <laughs> but when music speed up, that don't mean God is here now. <laughs> Folk act like a you got a church full of marionettes. Just, I mean, just speed the music. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. It's very dangerous to lose consciousness. The Bible tells you to be sober. Wake up. Get up. Be sober. Don't fall out and lose consciousness. Because stuff gets in you when you do that. Just depends on how perverted the folks standing around you are. You don't lose consciousness. You don't turn your wheel off. You better protect your, your mind and your spirit. Amen? Amen? So we ain't looking for nobody to be slain in the spirit and, oh, get them up. God just saved them. The expectation of signs and wonders is a byproduct of the tradition of men. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things what? The evidence of things what? The evidence of things what? Not seen. So why are we trying to see everything? That's hindering faith. Shouldn't have to see it. You just believe it. Because there's going to come a time when you're going to be somewhere. And you're not going to have a message to play. Or a Bible to read. And you're going to have to count on good old fashioned faith. Can't slay yourself while you in the in in the at the water company. You can't pay the bill, so you just land out in front of it. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he try to get that money. <laughs> Let me wrap this up. We all get excited. All get excited when signs appear. But there is no tradition of man that can guarantee such occurrences. So, did you hear what I just said? We get excited at signs and wonders. But there's nothing you can do to make them happen. So there's not a tradition or a, 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 a process that you can do to guarantee a sign and a wonder. You can fake them. 
Remember one time this dude was praying for this guy and telling him, you know, he was healed. And he was up there and he had a crippled hand. And it, his hand was crippled. And the preacher came up to him and told him, this is a true story, and told him, said, man, you healed. He said, I'm healed. He said, you healed. And his hand's still, you healed. He said, I'm healed. He said, now move your hand and move it like that. The dude said, mm, music started. Bah, 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 bah. Everybody just going crazy. Just going crazy. He said, no, 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 pastor. I could already do that. <laughs> it's, it's this right here. I need. That's a true story. So to hear that, they had to, of course, take him in the back. You know, oh, we'll just just take him in the take him on just take him on in the back. Like, dude, there's nothing you're gonna do that's gonna guarantee that. Because you don't know where that dude's faith is, your faith is, and God forbid we start talking about the faith of the onlookers. Because a lot of times Jesus kicked folks out, kick them out, get out of here. I'm finna heal this girl, but all y'all gotta go. Because y'all thinking the wrong things. Y'all bringing the wrong spirits. It's just not conducive. Get out and let me heal this girl. There's nothing we can do to guarantee a sign or a wonder. Therefore, there is no explanation when they do not occur. And that's the thing. After you done set the atmosphere, set folks on fire, got the organ going, you done done all of that and nothing happened. What's she going to say? Well, well, see, you got to make up something. But if you had just everyone in there been just believing in God, can we just believe in God and give God the worship that he deserves? Why don't we just love on him for an hour? Why do you have to always do something? We cannot force supernatural occurrences to manifest on demand. Amen? That's why I understand healing ministry. You got a healing ministry. Really? Really? So when you come, healing's coming, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I prayed for a man. He was 800 pounds. And when he left service, he was 250. I said, I need video footage of that. I need to see that. Upload that on YouTube. Why do you ever have video footage? All my teeth in the back grew back. All of them. And then some of them grew back gold. just need some footage there's, a whole, there's never footage of that's footage of everything that has ever happened on YouTube except those things dependence on supernatural signs as evidence of salvation or receipt of any of God's gifts can cause what? inconsistency, doubt and discouragement for many that do not experience the acts so all you're doing is making folks doubt God now God is really mad because you didn't hyped him up that he was going to do something and then he didn't do it and now the folks doubting him. And that's your fault. Luke 7 and 50, and he said to the woman, thy faith have what? Have what? Go in peace. Your faith, you were saved by faith. Your faith in my grace saved you. The apostles saw many signs and wonders in their day, but only because they were constantly surrounded by what? the word hadn't gotten anywhere nobody had heard of it 
So pretty much everyone was an unbeliever. So God did many signs, wonders, and miracles to convince or to show his power to those that had never heard of him before. Unbelievers, right? So there was a lot of unbelievers. Now I know people say, well, what about the scripture, greater things uh, shall ye do? Oh, greater things shall ye do. Because see, I can upload a sermon on the internet and 150,000 people can hear it. Is that not greater? He's not talking about, I, I raised the dead. Well, I raised 10 dead. Well, I, the whole cemetery got up. A dude was getting embalmed and he just threw the scalpel. I mean, what, what are you trying to prove, man? <laughs> not this time. <laughs> I need to end this message. Those are greater things that we're able to do. Man, if Paul had the internet, oh, it would be off the charts. But he didn't. Yeah, but they saw the signs and wonders in their day to show the unbelievers his power. Am I saying all signs and wonders and stuff has ceased? I'm not saying that. But when they're necessary, they happen. Can I say that? That's the question. We need to ask that question. Is it necessary to speak in tongues in here and everybody speaking English? Is it necessary? That's like God going in a loop. Okay, speak in tongues, somebody interpret it, and then they all hear it. Why don't you just say it in English? Oh, yeah, well, that's the, yeah, okay. Matthew 14, 16 and 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And then he left him. So basically he was saying what I just said. I mean, it's the unbelievers. That's, that's the, those that need the sign. Prove it, Lord. Prove it. Prove it to me. I need to see that. That's the unbeliever. But the believer shouldn't be saying prove it. False traditions. The youth are usually the ones most affected by false traditions. When they cannot manifest physical proof of their salvation... Many times they feel they are not saved. Mark 10 and 14. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased when he saw them pushing the children away. He said unto them, suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them what? Not. So we don't ever try to stop children from the work of salvation. If they come up, little kids, and just, I love Jesus, I'm saved. And you say, yeah, keep confessing that. Keep saying that. You don't tell me, oh, baby, you're too young to get saved. Why don't you tell a kid that? When we seek after signs to prove God's existence, then we think like unbelievers. True believers do not need supernatural signs. They simply believe on God and his ability to prove himself in their what? Daily walk. Luke 11 and 28. And he said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and do what? Keep it. Keep it. There are many that have yet to speak in an unknown tongue, but their faith in God is real and they are what? In Christ. Christ. We should focus more on an individual's lifestyle after salvation than the manner in which the person reacts when they receive it. It is biblical. When I say focus on their lifestyle, I'm not talking about you following them around trying to judge them. I'm saying you're just trying to help them improve the way they're living. Instead of worried about how they fell out and foamed at the mouth and spoke in tongues when they got it, 
What you worry about the behavior after. That's what's important. So that they can achieve the goals that God has for them. Amen? It is biblical to draw conclusions about a man's relationship with God based on the fruit of the spirit in his life or lack thereof rather than certain occurrences on the day he was saved. So yeah, God wants us to tend to the sheep uh, as pastors and then he wants you to hold people accountable and be in people's life so you can help them with their walk and y'all strengthen each other, iron sharpen iron, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, God wants us like that. You see bad fruit coming from you, you pull them to the side, amen, you know, maybe we can work on it, let's pray about it, let's do something. You're trying to help people be better. So there's nothing wrong with that, but God don't want you judging whether or not they're saved. Amen? John 20 and 29, Jesus said unto Thomas, because ye have seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen, and what? Yet believe. Summary! Salvation is a what? Free gift from God. Jesus has already done all the work. So we must be careful not to put obstacles in the way of those that desire to be saved. Believing is a what? As we believe, we will grow in God and receive the benefits of abiding in him. When we need his power, it will come. When we need to use unknown languages, they will manifest. God has so much in store for those that abide in him. We should never lose faith in God and his desire to provide gifts to us. However, we must understand that initially we are saved by grace through faith and not because we followed a tradition or showed an outward sign of an inward occurrence. It is all about what? Faith and believing unto salvation. When we are able to truly believe, we will receive everything. Look at somebody and say everything. When we truly believe, we will receive what? Everything that God desires for us to receive. Matthew 7 and 8. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, why would God play keep away with you? Seriously, why you go come to church and go home without it? Because somebody put some stipulation on it and told you you didn't get it. It don't make sense. He said, if you evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? But all you have to do is believe. Amen? And that requires what? Faith. Everyone stand. I absolutely positively love truth. I just love it. When it hurts me, I love it. When it don't fit in my five-year plan, I love truth. Because truth's end game is always going to be God's will. You hear what I just said? I hope you heard that. The end game of truth is always going to be what God wanted. So that's why I'm going to always trust truth. Don't let anything deter you from getting truth. See, some of y'all didn't grow up like I did in ministry. As I grew up in doing the truth behind hip hop, people would watch the truth behind hip hop. Some would watch it from the standpoint of trying to find something in it 
that may be questionable that they could use to discredit me. You understand? And that's very hurtful when I know the reason I did it was to help people. You see what I'm saying? And so people do that. Even here as a congregation. People, if I say something that they don't like or if I challenge them on something that they can't handle or whatever, they'll begin to try to poke holes in what it is that I'm saying or preaching or doing to try to make themselves look better by making me look bad. But I'm going to tell you a secret. You you rearranged your whole life to come to ABC. You came here for the word and you said God sent you. You said God sent you to serve me and my wife or serve in the ministry. And you're doing it unto God for his glory and honor. You know, the minute you change that, you just made yourself look like a liar. I'm sorry. You just lied. You don't, you're not making me look bad. That's what you said. All of you in here. Some of y'all packed up and got U-Hauls and brought stuff down here and moved. And then you're going to get up and try to poke holes in what we're doing to make yourself. You can't make yourself look good. You shifted your whole life saying that God told you and showed you. So the best thing to do, wither it. Hang in there. Don't quit. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.